Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. Well, quickly, this morning, title of our message today is The Cross, the Confinement, and the Resurrection. The Cross, the Confinement, that's the lockdown, and the Resurrection. Now, you understand the trial and the brutal torturing of Jesus Christ, which led to the ultimate horrific death on the cross. It's always very painful to, to read when you have to read and, and you get into the story. And you understand that the people, who, even for those of us who are reading it, we feel the pain. We feel the burden. We feel the, the price, the ultimate price that Christ paid. But now imagine if you were there. The disciples of Jesus Christ that witnessed it. They saw it all. They knew this man. He was not a stranger to them. He was one that they walked with. He taught them. They slept in the same places with him. And they knew he was the Messiah. But when this problem came, the Bible tells us that it was something that they could not just imagine. But my dear friends, the scripture tells us that this is exactly what occurred because it has been prophesied in Isaiah 53 verse 5. He said that he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. By stripes we were healed. So wherever you are this morning, I want you to understand that it is this same Christ we have brought to you. And as I stand in this auditorium, by myself, in this large auditorium, and I want to thank God because you are there where you are. Because there is no distance in the spirit. No distance in the spirit because the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is still available today. And so the Bible tells us that he was bruised for our transgressions. This same Jesus that the disciples of Jesus Christ had expected. They had expected he is the one to bring the kingdom. They had expected he is the one that will restore the kingdom unto them. They saw him arrested. They saw him bruised. They saw him in pain. They saw him as if he was one that could no longer help. Now, when Jesus Christ died, so much joy occurred in hell. I could imagine if it was today, the news will hit the airwaves. All the social media will carry that the teacher, the Messiah, the healer, the light of the world, the rose of Sharon, he is dead, he's gone. But while this was going on, my fair friends, the disciples of Jesus Christ were thrown into deep, deep confusion, which is where I want to start from. While Jesus Christ has been arrested, while he was being brutalized, the disciples of Jesus Christ, who witnessed the apparent helplessness of their master, they were confused. He is the Savior. He is the one that we believe he created everything. How come he could not fight back? And I can imagine even Peter. Peter had felt, you know what, this cannot happen. He had brought out, he pulled out his sword. He said, it was time to defend my master. Jesus Christ said, you know what, you don't need to do anything. On the journey to the cross, it was a story of confusion. Because clearly, the disciples of Jesus Christ thought, okay, if he's not going to allow us to fight, perhaps he had prepared some kind of defense. 
Maybe an angel is going to come any moment. Maybe an angel is going to do something. Maybe an angel is going to fight on his behalf. But no, nothing happened. Until he was buried. Until he died. My dear friends, if you were present in that moment, you would think, it's all finished. In fact, their faith went into a lockdown. Everybody hid themselves. The Bible tells us that the people who had confessed him, even when Christ himself had said, it's a great revelation. In Matthew 16, 18, he said, upon this revelation I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Everybody ran away. When you encounter the pain of the cross, a lot of things are called to question. Their faith went into a lockdown. Disciples ran helter-skelter. They were scattered all over the whole place. My dear friends, what is it that's made you to come into a point in your life that you are thinking, is God really? Is it real? If it's true, why will I be going through this at this time? Why all the kind of pain going on in the world? Why is this happening to me? Why is our nation in this situation? Why is our church in this situation? Why is my business in this situation? That disciples of Jesus Christ, they had the promises. But my dear friends, they could not understand. They couldn't match what they were seeing to what went on. There was a three-day lockdown of their faith. In fact, so bad that Peter denied Jesus. Peter said, no, I don't know him. He denied him. Some kind of attack, some kind of problems that can come upon the believer. And it makes them to come to a point and say, I don't know him. I cannot relate to that faith. I can't relate to that marriage anymore. I can't relate to that job. I can't relate to that business. What you have once upon confessed because of the crisis you're now encountering. The Bible says they ran away. There was pitch darkness upon the earth. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he laid down in the grave. My dear friends, it was a time that things really caused so much confusion. Now, because Jesus Christ knew that there is no way they can go through what's ahead of them with an ordinary faith, he told them, you need to have the power of the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, Jesus Christ said to Simon, Simon was swearing, he said, you know what? No matter what happens, I will still stand. No matter what happens, my faith will still stand. And I want to thank God for everyone who is saying my faith will stand right now. I want to thank God for everyone who is standing by their belief, standing by their conviction, standing that God will heal me, standing that God will carry me through, thanking God and still say, when this is all over, I will still be standing. But when you see the cross, will you still stand? The ability to stand is called in the power of resurrection. Peter, he thought it's just going to be by simple decision. Jesus Christ said to him in Luke 22, verse 31, he said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked of you that he will sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Why? He said, I pray that your faith should not fail when you have returned to me. Well, I want to pray for you, my dear friends. Everybody go through some kind of face in their life. But what is important is you will return to him. In the time of resurrection is the time that your faith returns. It's a time of rededication. It's a time of realizing that he is still alive. He is risen. He can do it. He will heal you. He will save you. That's what goes on. He said, when you have returned to me, listen to me. This does not stop with you. He said, strengthen your brethren. Many of us understand that we have faith and we are standing. 
But the story of resurrection does not stop with you. That's what I want to share with you today. It doesn't stop with you. The real purpose of resurrection does not stop with you. It is meant for you to strengthen your brethren. You might be standing through COVID-19. Your home may be standing. Your business may be standing. But the real power of resurrection is revealed through you. Saying to somebody, I went through the cross, but I'm standing. He healed me. He saved me. He delivered me. He brought me through. But it should not just be with you. It should be about you sharing that with somebody. And I want to show you that quickly. So the Bible says, on the third day, the story changed. I don't know who you are listening to me. Your situation may have been that you've been buried for two days. And two days could be a prophetic two days. Your case may be that you have been under for two days. Friday is gone. Saturday you have cried. But on the third day, on Easter day, the Bible said the story changed. Your story will change. Every story of pain in your house will change. Every story of going down will change to rising up. Every story of darkness will change unto light in the name of Jesus. Because I want you to understand, he who called you, he is not dead. He's risen. Hallelujah. The Bible said on the third day, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And my dear friend, he was raised in a glorified body. Listen to me, when this thing is all over, it's not going to be the same you that will rise up. Your faith will become farmer. Because now you have learned to actually bring God down in your own home. Hallelujah. Because you have learned how to call upon God. And you have learned how to see his power at work. Even in the place that seems remote. So Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And because he was a glorified body. He could do stuff he couldn't do before. In the flesh. Then an angel of God came. And rolled away the stone. Why you say? The angel did not roll away the stone so that Jesus Christ could come out. No. He rolled away the stone so that those of us on the outside can come in. So that we can see the empty tomb. So that we can see the evidence that is risen. So that we can know he is true. He's risen. What am I saying here? Listen to me. You may have to pass through. You did have to pass through the cross. But at the end of the day, you will have an evidence. Every one of us must have an evidence that this is an empty tomb. You will be able to say, you know what? The attack came, but I stood. The attack came, but I, I pulled through. In the name of Jesus, my business pulled through. My children pulled through. Look at the empty tomb. Look at the evidence. I was, even some people who are positive will be able to say, you know what? I am negative. Uh, listen, I want to speak to somebody right now. You are in an hospital, you've been admitted. But listen, because you're admitted does not mean that's the end of your life. You are coming out in the name of Jesus. Somebody's been in bed for weeks. But listen to me, after this experience, you will still come out in the name of Jesus. The Bible said he died, but he was raised again from the dead. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us, on that first Sunday... The reason why Christ had to do that in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9, verse 11. Philippians 2 from verse 9. He says, therefore God also has highly exalted him, hallelujah, has given him a name that is above every name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every tongue, every knee should bow, whether their knees in heaven, knees on earth or underneath the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. This morning, I came to declare that name over you. That in the name of Jesus, knees, knees of diseases should bow. 
Not only COVID-19, not only coronavirus, any kind of disease in your household should bow in the name of Jesus because he paid the price for it. Knees of lack should bow in the name of Jesus. Knees of every form of attack over you, over your household should bow in the name of Jesus. I don't understand. Listen to me. He was given that name because he paid the price for it. Are you listening to this? The Bible said this is done to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. To the glory of the Father. While Jesus Christ did this, did he has a pattern. The moment Christ was crucified and Jesus Christ was resurrected, all the people that did it now, they discovered that through the news of the soldiers that he had risen from the dead, shame came upon them. I decree that shame will come upon every attack about your life. The devil will say, I don't even know what I'm trying. I have tried, but I've failed. I have tried, but I've failed. But I said to you this morning, in the name of Jesus, just like shame came upon them, and they came up with some fake news, they bribed the soldiers. They said, you must stop them from sharing this good news. So they told the disciples, you must not share this news anywhere. So guess what happened? The disciples were attacked. They were they were persecuted and they were scattered. That's where we are coming to. They were scattered. Now the understanding is that if the disciples of Jesus Christ were scattered, then the church is scattered. Then there will be no evidence that this man really, really, really was raised from the dead. Now we understand clearly that this is not a political attack on the church. But I'm talking about the effect of scattering. I'm talking about the effect of not being able to gather together. They scattered them and the church went again into hiding. The Bible makes us to understand the twist in the story. Because everything that Jesus Christ did, he did it as a pattern for us. You know, if I were Jesus, when he resurrected from the dead, I would go to the loudest place. I will go to CNN, go to Sky News, go to everywhere and demonstrate to the whole world, I am risen. I have risen from the dead. I, I am no longer dead. But do you know why he didn't do that? He revealed himself only to the believers. Why? Because it was a pattern of victory. So that the believers in him and everyone who will later believe in him will understand, though I died, but I was raised. And through the signs that will begin to walk through us, the world will come to believe. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 3, it says, or do you not know that as many of us that were baptized into Christ, we were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried. I love this. Therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism unto death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Therefore, even as Christ was raised, that's what I know, my dear brother. My dear sister, I know you're going to be raised. I know you are rising from that bed. I know you are rising from that level. I know you are rising from that situation. The mindset is rising in the name of Jesus. That's why Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, he said that I may know him. I may know him. The power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to his death. Why did Paul say that I may know him? Why? Because until I have passed through the cross, the power of resurrection is not visible. There is something about the cross. There's something about the confinement. It's a state in life where we feel, God, where are you? It's a state in life where we feel, God, have you abandoned me? 
It's a state in life where we feel that things are not working as they should work. But I want you to understand that after confinement, there's resurrection. The church is rising again. You are rising again. Your home is rising again. Your finances will rise again. Because if you pass through the cross, you will also be resurrected with him. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ knew this very well. That's why you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You were not filled with the Holy Spirit just to speak in tongues. You were filled with the Holy Spirit because that's the power that raises us. That's the power that quickens us. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11. He said, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus, watch this. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. The same power that raised Jesus, he's still here. That same power, he will dwell in you and he will fill you. He will fill your mortal body. He will fill you with ideas in your head that will lift you above the cross and above the barrier. In Jesus' name. So, my dear friends, until that point of great persecution arose in the church, they didn't really understand why Christ did not reveal himself to the world. They didn't understand why he just revealed himself only to a few people. That's why you are here today. Whatever the enemy may do, whatever sicknesses may do, whatever pestilence may do, they only go to amplify the purpose of God. Because when the church was scattered, when the gatherings were scattered, the Bible tells us that the people went all over the place. Now watch this. Many people were scattered and they just went. We never heard from them anymore. But that gave some people an opportunity to rise up in faith. And that's where you come in. That gave some people the opportunity to begin to express dimensions they never saw before. There were people in the church who never laid hands. People in the church who never prayed for themselves. People who never prayed at home. They never called a prayer meeting in their house. So pockets of prayer meeting now started. As it is starting right now in your house. As it is going on in your house. Why? Because that's the truth of the resurrection. That's to tell you something is going on. That's to tell you that it can no longer be contained. Why? Because the power of God is working. That brings me to the text today. As we begin to round up. In this message of the cross, the confinement, and the resurrection. In Acts chapter 8 verse 4. The Bible said, therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere. Went everywhere. There are six points I've got here and I'm going to share only one or two today. Went everywhere. But before I even go to those points, what does everywhere mean? Everywhere means it's not only physical. They went everywhere. They went everywhere simply means everywhere you can imagine. Every platform. They use every medium they could imagine. Everywhere suggests they were no longer limited to the walls of a building. They went everywhere. What were they doing? Preaching the word. They went everywhere preaching the word. My dear friends, everywhere includes your house. Everywhere includes your place. Includes your, your telephone. Everywhere includes your, your time. Every opportunity you have right now, tell somebody our family is alive. Our family is doing well. Our family is doing great. We thank God, though last week was a little bit rough, but we thank God we resurrected. You go everywhere. Hallelujah. I love this. They went everywhere preaching the word. You know why? Because his story now becomes my story. That's the power of resurrection. He did everything as a pattern so that his story, his story becomes your story. So that the devil will know, oh my goodness, you mean 
Though he died, yet he liveth. That's your story. Through the power of God. I love this. I love this. It went everywhere. Preaching the word. Preaching the word. There is something good about scattering. It brings some kind of resilience from the believers. That is something that you didn't know was inside. There are things they never did before. They started doing it because they were scattered. That's why I want you to understand that in this season of Easter, while some people are thinking, oh, I wish I was in Jerusalem. How can we sing the lost song in a strange land? No, 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 no. He wants you to sing the lost song in a strange land. He wants you to bring the resurrection power of God into wherever you are right now. That's what it's all about. In that hospital, bring the resurrection power of God. In that, in that platform you have found yourself, bring the resurrection power of God. Why? Because when people are scattered, all kinds of rumors have gone out. The perpetrators of evil, they are spreading rumors. But you need to spread a better rumor. He's risen. He's alive. He's healed me. Hallelujah. The Bible says, so Philip, I love this, Philip in verse 5. Philip, who was Philip? He was not even one of the disciples that we knew. There was nothing seriously mentioned about Philip before this time. That's where you come in. It's not because there was a special title to your name. You were just a believer. Philip, the Bible said, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ to them. I love this. Who sent Philip? We don't know. Everybody was scattered. You don't need an official assignment for you in this season to take Christ to anywhere you found yourself. The Bible said, Philip, he went all over. He went to Samaria and he preached Christ to them. Some of you need to understand what this city means, the city of Samaria. It could be your profession. He went down and he preached Christ to them. We can't say only in this platform can we preach. Everywhere he went to, he preached Christ to them. Now, the first thing I want to say here in this season, which is the ability to bring out this power of resurrection, feed your faith and starve your fear. Feed your faith and starve your fear. There are two words in every one of us. There is a word of fear and there is a word of faith. It's the word you feed that will grow. When the church was persecuted in Jerusalem, there was so much fear. Prominent people in the church were killed. They were arrested. They were tortured just like Jesus Christ was. Some were beheaded. The Bible said they were scattered all over. Do you know right now, all kinds of things are out there. So many people are affected. The number seems to be rising in some places. Many of us have lost loved ones. Many people feel, no, I can't do that. No, I can't help anybody. No, I can't even step out. No, I can't even do that. Even though we are hungry. Even though we can't even listen. You could feed fear and you could feed faith. But I want you to understand that in the same time, that was exactly what happened there. When you begin to feed your faith, Jesus Christ knew that when you are facing the cross, your faith is what the devil is after. He said, Simon, I can see your determination. You're planning to stand to the end. But the devil is after your faith. On this Easter Sunday, the first thing I want to leave with you, feed your faith. Feed your faith. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you. Feed your faith. Listen, my friend. Philip demonstrated faith. He knew very well that if I sit here, I will die. 
The Bible says, even though they were told not to preach in that name, you never found an authority that was given to Philip anywhere. But he went down to Samaria and he fed the people because of the faith on the inside of him. Many of us here need to begin to feed our faith and feed other people with that faith. When people are shouting, there is a casting down, you need to begin to say there is a lifting up. When people are speaking on some platforms you belong to and they are bringing all kinds of conspiracy theory, you need to be able to put the word of God in you. When people are talking about they are sick, they are whatever, you don't need to say, well, I've not been sick before. No, I don't have any issues in telling people that, you know what, I've been ill in this season, but I thank God I've been healed. You can be ill and you know very well you will be healed. Why? Because that's the power of resurrection. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Christ could have called a thousand angels, but he didn't. He died on the cross. He was buried, but the story didn't end there. Your story will not end in sickness in the name of Jesus. Your story will not end in lack because your faith will stand to the end. Peter, despite the fact that Christ told him, his faith failed. There are many people during this season. Instead of learning to pray more, they are ceased to pray. They're sleeping. Many people have not even remembered church. It's almost like a holiday from church. My dear friend, listen carefully to me. The devil is not after your car. He's not after whatever. He's after your faith. If he can get your faith, he's got you. He's got you. That's why you will not allow him. That's why your story today is about you are rising from lack. You are rising from unbelief. You are rising from faithlessness. You are rising into faith. You are confessing what God confessed about you. He was wounded for a transgression. Listen to me, my friends. Every bruise he took is so that you can stand today. So that you can stand today. Now quickly, on this same faith, on this same faith, Every time in the history of the church, when the church was persecuted and scattered, what has always happened to the church is the church has grown. Because by the time believers come back together, their faith had grown. People who used to just sit anyhow in church, they have gone to Samaria of their lives. They are coming back from Samaria with testimony. That's what happens. But listen about the faith. Faith is individual, but the impact of it is corporate. Philip went to Samaria by himself. But when he got to Samaria, the impact of his faith was corporate. The church grew. You see that? What you do by faith in your house can affect everybody in your own house. What you do by faith in your family affect all your extended family members. What you do by faith in your place of work affect everybody who knows you. Your faith is important. Don't confess like those who do not have faith. Don't speak like those who do not know God. Your faith is important. We do not say that we are, we are not good. Listen, Christ says, I, the Son of Man will be crucified. He didn't say anything else about that. He said, but my God, he will be resurrected. In this season, it doesn't matter who is giving the figures. Your name will not be listed among that in Jesus' name. Let me close this morning. The Bible said in Psalm 84 verse 11. He said, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give you grace and glory and no good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. There are three G's I want to leave with you there. As you step in faith and you go into this journey with God in this season of resurrection, three G's. The Lord God, 
for every one of us who decide to say, wow, I am crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live. That I receive the power of resurrection. Three things he will give to you. The Lord God is your son and your shield. When you step out of your house, it's your son. When you lie down in your home, it's your shield. He is covering you. He is God all by himself. Are you listening to this? I thank God for the face mask. But God will clear every air that you breathe. He is the air that you breathe. He is the breath of life that comes on the inside of you. He shall be your son and your shield. The Bible says he will give you grace. What do you mean by grace? Grace. Grace for this season. Grace to endure the cross. Grace to go through whatever you are going through. Grace to be able to stand to the end. You see, we don't need the grace if we don't have the challenge. But he knows there will be challenge, so he said there will be grace. And I prophesy that grace over you in the name of Jesus. Grace to confess him when everybody else is denying him. There are thousands of people in Jerusalem, but we only heard about Philip went down to Samaria. You could be that Philip today. May you receive the grace. Grace to make impact in your place of work. Grace to make impact in your department. In the team you belong to. Grace to stand in the house of God. May you receive the grace at all times. In the name of Jesus. It says, he will be your glory. Glory. Something about the glory. The glory is what you cannot even explain. It is God who covers you with his glory. That everything around you will look funny, but only you will stand out. It will be your glory. A thousand falling on the right, on the left, but nothing is touching you. That's your glory. It will be your glory of your children. When you wake up in the morning, you lay hands on your children. The Lord God will be your grace. He will be your glory. And God will give you good things. The third thing, he will give you good things. What good things? The Bible tells us good things. All good and perfect gift there from above. Things that money can't buy. All good things. Do you know good health is a good thing? Good job is a good thing. A good family is a good thing. A testimony is a good thing. May God give you good things in the name of Jesus. I thank God for good things because when this day is gone and over, you will be celebrating good things with me in the name of Jesus. May God give you good things in the name of Jesus. Wow. He said because he will not withhold it from you. He will not withhold any good thing. I want to pray for somebody who is ill at the moment. You've been battling with your health for some days. It's a good thing for you to be able to get up and make your bed. It's a good thing for you to be able to say hallelujah. It's a good thing to be able to go out there and witness Christ. So this morning I want to agree with you. That in the name of Jesus. And as you just stretch out your hands right now by faith. I lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. That the power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power will fill you. It will touch you. It will quicken you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for the good things that give good ideas. Good things that give imaginative things, creative things. May that good thing come upon you in the name of Jesus. It's a good thing to be expanding while other people are shrinking. I say your business will expand in Jesus' name. It's a good thing to lack nothing good. My dear friends, for your children to open your fridge and to find food. They don't have to beg. I say you will not beg bread in Jesus' name. Your children will not beg bread in Jesus' name. It's a good thing to have to give unto good purpose. To bless your neighbor. To bless the weak. To bless the, the 
lack, the ones who are lacking something, my dear friends, a good thing to be in that position. Receive that ability in the name of Jesus. That's why Christ died. He was raised from the dead so that he can give you grace, glory, and good thing in the name of Jesus. I don't want to close this broadcast this morning without two things. First of all, I want you to please give your life to Jesus. If you have not done that, because that's why he died. It's important for you to understand that Christ died so that you can receive the fullness of life. And I want you this morning to say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for giving me your life. I thank you, Lord, for receiving me right now in the name of Jesus. Accept me in Jesus' name. Accept me. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sins and forgive me of my trespasses and come into my heart today. Be the Lord of my life from this day forevermore. I will serve you and ask that the power of the Holy Spirit will come into me and grant me grace for this new journey. In the name of Jesus, Know this, that the cross is a stepping stone to your resurrection and God is with you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 or you visit our website www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.